Welcome to the Lawyerist Podcast with Sam Glover and Aaron Street. Each week, Lawyerist brings you advice and interviews to help you build a more successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. And now, here are Sam and Aaron. Hi, I'm Sam Glover. And I'm Aaron Street, and this is episode 168 of the Lawyerist podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're talking with our teammate Stephanie Everett about the small firm scorecard, the Lawyerist insider community, and our brand new Lawyerist lab program. Today's podcast is brought to you by LawPay, Spotlight, and New Law Business Model. We appreciate their support, and we will tell you more about them later in the show. So we really love hearing from listeners and community members. And in a phone call with Stephanie, who you'll hear later, one of our lawyerist insiders, Zach Herbert, said that right after listening to Joey Coleman's podcast in episode 162, where Joey was talking about engaging clients and onboarding, one of Joey's recommendations was testing out sending video emails to clients or communicating with clients by video. Sam was very skeptical of that recommendation <laughs> at the time, but in true lawyerist fashion, uh, Zach decided to jump in and test it rather than trying to judge it based on its face. And so it's really cool to have readers let us know that they're experimenting with ideas they're hearing on the show. I remain skeptical, but I always support experimentation. I love that. Also, I just want to let you guys know, small thing, but if you're already an insider, you'll be happy to know that you no longer have to answer the same three questions about your firm every time you want to download something from the library. Sorry, it took so long for me to make that better, but it's better now. So now we've got a brief conversation with Josh Taylor from Smokeball, and then we'll jump into my conversation with Stephanie. Hi, uh, this is Josh Taylor. I am the legal technology champion at Smokeball, uh, which is a practice management software. Really happy to be with Sam today and all of you listeners. My job at Smokeball, and I'm relatively new to it, coming from a client success background and a litigation background at a, a larger firm. My job in my role here is to you know, get lawyers focusing on being more efficient, effective, and profitable in their practice, really get back to the substance of practicing law, enjoying that, and being very efficient at it and profitable doing it. Well, hi, Josh. Thanks for being with us today. You know, we often assume that everybody knows what we're talking about when we throw around terms like practice management software, but mm -hmm. in case some people still aren't quite sure what that is and why they might want it, like, how do we define that? What is practice management software? Sure. So practice management software is a system wherein you kind of have your practice in your pocket is, is really how I like to define it. And certainly uh, the listeners are familiar by now with the term, but there are a couple of key things to remember with practice management software. You know, you can have very complete pieces of software. You can have you know, limited pieces. What we want to make sure of with our white paper on case management and practice management software is that, you know, the client, the lawyer and attorney uh, in the marketplace looking for something like that is, you know, apprised of what's potentially built into that and what could be lacking in certain situations. So maybe we could quickly address what are the challenges that practice management software focuses on helping firms solve. Give me your top three. Sure. So number one, and what I hear all the time going around uh, law firm to law firm around the country is time, right? We always hear that as the key word. I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do this or that. And especially one you know near and dear to my heart as a former big law lawyer 
is a time for family and friends and, and sort of yourself. So practice management software absolutely tries to address, you know, shaving off unnecessary time consuming, go home at night, open your laptop things so that you can get back to that. And especially you can focus most of your attention on substance of practicing law and really doing very well for your client. The second is definitely organization. I'm a pretty uh, OCD type person. I was drawn to Smokeball because of this aspect. Everything in its place, not only visually is that helpful to a lawyer or somebody trying to juggle a lot of balls in the air, but it's also helpful to staff they may work with. It's also helpful to pull your phone out of your pocket and know exactly where everything lives and how to access it. And definitely third is consistency and reputation um, on the ground at small law firms. They do things very well often, um, and we want to be able to repeat those really good processes. We want to uh, have the ability within practice management software to take something very good, like a, a really nice document or letter, and be able to repeat it flawlessly every time. It also goes hand-in-hand hand with staff turnover. We want to be able to you know, repeat processes with new folks in place uh, as easy as possible. So those are the three things we really try to address and that most case or practice management software should try to address. So saving time, getting better organization, and becoming more consistent with your processes. Correct. So that sounds all well and good. What's the secret to success if you're adopting practice management software or if you're switching from another platform? How do you make it most likely to be a successful switch? Sure. Uh, the secret to success is always coming to a realization at the onset that a switch like this is something that takes time. If we're going to go through and, and clean our house and do a spring cleaning, it takes a little bit of your Saturday away, right? When you do come to that realization and, and see that, you know, to organize, to find more time in the long run, and then to be consistent, you really need to put in a little bit of time and concerted effort up front uh, both the attorney and their staff. And that's really where we see the roots take hold and the practice management software just sort of can take it from there and save a lot of time for a lot of people at the firm. So if you'd like to know more about what practice management software is and can do for you, go to smokeball.com slash CMS. That's smokeball.com slash CMS. Thanks so much for being with us today, Josh. No problem. Thanks, Sam. Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie and I help small law firms and solo lawyers build and grow joyful and successful businesses because work should be awesome. <laughs> Hi Stephanie, thanks for being with us today. Hey Sam. And you are formally the community director now at Laureist. I don't know, formally, I think officially. <laughs> yeah, officially, formally, um, in all ways. Oh, formally meaning, yes. <laughs> it's now my formal title. <laughs> this podcast is to announce that you've been fired. <laughs> It's been a great three months. There I've you enjoyed go. my time here. No, it has been about three months, and it's awesome to have you on board. Before we start talking about the cool stuff that you're working on, maybe we should talk about where you come from. So give us a little bit about your background. Like, what were you doing before you came on board, Lawyerist? Yeah, sure. So I am a lawyer. I practiced for about 13 years, first at Big Law, then launched a private practice with a partner. We grew that from a team of two to about 20 in just under seven years. And I was the managing partner of that firm and loved it. Loved practicing law and loved running the business. Such a challenge and so fun to figure out. So in 2015, I said, let me take a look at my life and what do I love doing and realized that I was really passionate about helping lawyers run their businesses better. And so 
I shifted and started a consulting practice, which then led me to launch Georgia's Incubator, where we were teaching new solo attorneys how to start socially conscious law firms. Did that for a couple of years, spoke at a seminar with you last December. Next thing you know, I'm on the lawyer's team. (laughs) I love that. And your background is kind of awesome. You've kind of come at law practice from as many various ways that I can think of, honestly. It's so funny because when you're in law school, if you had asked me, I would never have imagined I'd done any of the things that I've done. I thought I was going to a big law firm and that's where I'd retire. It's kind of fun, though, (laughs) when you get off the path and you don't really know where you're going scary as hell, but it's worked out. And um, and I've learned a lot along the way. And I'm having a super fun time, especially on the lawyers team. I'm just I'm so lucky. I have the oh. best job ever. Oh, well, it's, you know, for listeners benefit, we're going to indulge in ourselves a little bit on this episode. But Stephanie and I, you, you had been to TBD Law, so we knew each other. And I came down to Atlanta and it was an instant like, we're looking for a community director. Why aren't you applying? Come on up <laughs> because we wanted to have you on the team. So it's been great. So let's kind of talk about what you've been doing undercover. It's all now out in the open, but I want to make sure that people understand what we're working on. And maybe we should start with the big picture by just talking a little bit about what we are trying to do in the world as lawyerists. It's really simple. We are just trying to help lawyers build better, more innovative, more fun practices that really serve their clients and serve their personal goals and interests and really just be the best lawyers they can be. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, I have some say in in what lawyers is trying to do in the world. And uh, I think if there's been a theme to this podcast and to the work that we've done, it's been trying to figure out, like, what are the missing pieces in the puzzle in increasing access to justice and, and closing that gap in, you know, moving lawyers out of the dark ages of law practice and trying to solve all of the puzzles related to how the legal market has changed, um, both in part due to the market crash, you know, back in 2008 or so, um, but also just in the way consumers' expectations about what it's going to be like to work with somebody has have changed over the years. And, um, and it feels like all of the stuff that we recently announced grows directly out of that what we've learned about how, how do we actually solve that and, and puzzle and figure out all those pieces and how they all fit in. And so maybe you and I can walk people through how all of the stuff we've recently announced fits into that. So maybe let's start with, as you're working on the lab, uh, which is different from the scorecard and the insider. Maybe we could talk about each of those pieces a little bit. So how does the scorecard fit in, first of all? Yeah, so the scorecard is a free assessment tool that anyone can go to the website and take And it's great. It's 50 questions if you're a small firm. If you have a small firm, it's 40 if you're a solo. And it's really tough. And it really gets you thinking about things that you may never have even thought about that you should have for your law firm. Or maybe you have it, you've thought about it, but you haven't executed on it well. And so the scorecard is just a great tool for everyone to take. If you're listening to this right now and you haven't taken it, go take it and see because it's a great benchmark. You can see where you are and then you can find where those opportunities are for future improvement, where you want to head next. And I mean, we're eating our own dog food on this. We have started using the scorecard as our own benchmarking tool for lawyers now. Yeah. And we're tough on ourselves. We often joke, since I've joined the team, I've been nervous that I've been tanking our scores. Um, (laughs) No, it was me on the last round. (laughs) I know. We, I think it's great. It's the first time that I've worked with a team where we really live and eat and breathe all the things that we're advocating that everyone else should be doing. And so that's, it's really fun to do. And and it's really challenging. And I love the fact that we challenge ourselves each day to live by these principles and to see how we can improve as a, as a business. Uh, One of the things that I was nervous about with the scorecard is we've decided to give people letter grades. 
and a lot of people get Fs. Yeah. You know, we had this discussion, all of us, over and over, like, you know, are people going to feel bad about Fs? And Aaron keeps pointing out, well, it's a self-assessment. Like, if you get an F, it's because you gave yourself an F. And I was really worried that lawyers wouldn't see it that way and think we were jerks and telling them they were bad. You've actually been getting more of the feedback, and I'm curious, how are people reacting to the scores they're getting? So it's tough. I've had a, I had a very good friend call me this week, and she said, I've never gotten a D in my life. How did I get a D? <laughs> we assumed that that would be the case for a lot of lawyers. <laughs> yeah, and so, in fact, you know, it's people are processing it, and they're like, how can this be? And I'm like, and but then, inevitably, even though that might be their first response, they sort of think through it a little bit and and then their response is, well, yeah, that I was upset at first, but then I got thinking about it and it's true. I have maybe thought of things, but never really executed on them, or I know I could do better in this area. And, and also I remind people that as lawyers, I think we tend to be really hard on ourselves. So maybe we're, we're also tough graders. It could be. At the end of the day, people seem to be coming around to, okay, I did get a bad score, but now I'm ready to to act on it. Now it's time to make those improvements that I've, I've been thinking about or procrastinating about for a long time. Yeah. I mean, if we asked the wrong questions, that's a legitimate complaint. But have, if they are the right questions and people are giving themselves low scores, then I think it hopefully is a an acknowledgement that there's more they need to do to work on these things. Okay. So the scorecard is free. Um, we will communicate with you about it. That's why we ask for your email address. We want to follow up with you and talk to you about your score. But it's totally free. And the reason is because we want people to take it and find out. We're trying to make this a uh, public service that we can put out there in the world and get an idea of how the industry is doing because our 10-year benchmarks are based on how our lawyers, small firm lawyers, doing on the scorecard. Um, it's In order to measure that, how lawyers are doing, we had to create a, a scorecard for it. And so that's what it is. It's also designed to help people understand what they need to do. So let's talk about the second piece of what we're doing, which is the Insider. Um, so how does that fit into our master plan? So the Insider is a free tool. Uh, it, it really takes you through the next step, right? So you can go and join the Insider. You get access to some free downloads that we have on the website, some free tools that might help you start implementing the things that you just assess yourself with the scorecard. And then if you're part of a, a solo or small firm law firm, then you can join a private Facebook group that we have. And the discussions there have just been amazing. I really hope people are getting value out of that because we have an amazing community and people are really helping each other. And I think the idea is, um, my idea is at least that in addition to, you know, having a social community, people who are trying to improve on the scorecard and aren't ready to pay anybody to help them yet, um, whether it's us or somebody else, can get some support there and get some ideas for how they can improve and, you know, maybe take those first steps away from an F or a D on their own. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's worth pointing out that the idea behind the scorecard is there's no magic juice here. All of this stuff is commonly accepted best practices with a very light helping of what we think really needs to happen in there. Uh, or maybe that's cutting us short shrift. But still, you know, we're trying to make it a pretty objective scorecard so that it can be useful to people. And and if you want to take that roadmap that it creates, the, you know, based on your questions, you'll know what you need to improve on. If you want to take that to your bar association and take a whole bunch of, you know, free CLEs to improve, you can. If you want to go learn on your own, you can. If you want to use the free resources on Lawyerist, you can. But we're also launched, well, we, we did launch and we are currently taking applications for the lab. So talk about what the lab is, because this is your baby. The lab is for, I've been thinking about it several ways. One is it's not a classroom, right? It's not a lecture hall. When you're on a college campus, those are places where you 
listen to people tell you stuff. And I think as lawyers, we have opportunities for to go to CLEs and, and lots of lecture halls and listen to people tell us stuff. And what we wanted to create was something different. So if you think about a lab, a lab is where you go to experiment. It's where you go to test things. And and I know, Sam, you're excited about the idea of beakers. And uh... <laughs> Yes, I like all the clever things that go along with the potential for lab branding. <laughs> yeah, but no, it just so works because we were like, let's design a place where we can have lawyers go and act and actually get results. Because as you said, this the content is out there. The content's available on our site. It's available on business books. There's lots of places where you can go and learn how to run your business better. What we found and what I know is true from when I was the managing partner of a law firm is it's so you get all these great ideas and then you come to work and the phone starts ringing and the emails are coming in and your clients calling you and all those great ideas that you had about improving your business get put on the back burner yet again. Mm-hmm. And so we said, how can we create a program where we really help people implement change? Because that's that's my number one goal. I want you to come out of lab and have actually improved your law firm. I don't want you to just listen to me. That's pretty boring. And so what we've done is we've designed it in a way that it's going to be about 20 minutes a day worth of work that you will do on the concepts that are covered in the scorecard, and you're actually going to take steps every day to improve your firm. Hmm. So I think that's pretty awesome. And what are the various pieces? You're working on online courses, right? Yes, you'll get access to an online course, which will have videos and content and downloads and templates and tools. You'll have an online discussion group um, where you can get additional help and ask people questions. And then we're going to have monthly mastermind calls. This is going to be really fun. It's going to be a facilitated call, and it will be in small groups. So we'll be putting people in groups that we think make sense. So if you're a brand new solo, you might not be with with someone who's had a firm for 10 years and is ready to grow and add a new division or something. We want to make it. And the idea there is to hold people accountable. Yeah. So we'll have these calls where we can hold people accountable and really help them if they're getting stuck on an idea or an implementation, really helping people get to that next level. And then the final piece, well, there's two more pieces. We're going to have expert workshops where we're going to have interactive workshops with leaders in the field. Those will probably happen about once a month where we'll bring people in and and, and our lab participants will have a great chance to interact with them and learn what's happening. And then the final piece is, is LabCon, which is formerly known Ooh, as LabCon. TBD Law, which is no more, yeah. but LabCon will be awesome. And in order to go to LabCon, you have to be a lab member. Lab members will get an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a plan for TBD Law alumni. So if you happen to be one, just stay tuned. And LabCon is going to be in Minnesota. We're bringing it back to our home state. And the plan is to go on a field trip to Paisley Park, which will be awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. I've never been, but happy to check it off the bucket list. (laughs) I guess if people don't know what Paisley Park is, just Google Prince. Yeah. (laughs) That should get you there. (laughs) And then if people want to stick around after they've been through the lab curriculum, it's a one-year curriculum, then they can become an alumna and in the Lab Pro membership, right? Yeah. So we'll be able to continue to help people, hold them accountable. And bring them back to LabCon, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for that tour through it. Um, Since today's podcast was a little bit shorter than usual, we're going to take time now at the end to hear from our sponsors. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in and learning more about the lab. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for having me.
Did you know that attorneys who accept online payments get paid 39% faster on average than those using traditional payment methods? With LawPay, the only payment solution offered through the ABA Advantage program, you can accept client payments online, via email, or in person. No equipment needed. Visit lawpay.com lawyerist to sign up and get your first three months free. Trust the only payment solution developed for attorneys and recommended by 47 state bars. LawPay. The legal environment is more competitive than ever, and small law firms are feeling the pinch. With over 1.3 million attorneys in the United States and counting, it can be hard to stand out from the crowd. That's why Spotlight Branding helps lawyers become unforgettable. Spotlight Branding is a different kind of internet marketing company. They don't put their clients on the SEO hamster wheel. They don't ask them to burn thousands of dollars on speculative pay-per-click advertising. Instead, they're focused on the fundamentals of legal marketing that have worked for centuries. They use the internet to build a premium brand for solo and small firm lawyers. They put systems in place to create top-of-mind awareness, allowing their clients to maximize referrals and repeat business. It's the smart way to grow your law firm. Learn more at spotlightbranding.com lawyerist. If you've ever considered doing estate planning but think it's too dry and boring or have been afraid it might not earn you what you need because you have to compete against LegalZoom or the dreaded $1,500 estate plans, check out the website estateplanningrules.com to get a free guide that lays out step-by-step -step how some lawyers are regularly commanding average fees of four dollars to $5,000 per estate plan, and you'll discover why regular, everyday people are happy to pay well for estate planning services that you'll love to provide. That's estateplanningrules.com, brought to you by New Law Business Model, where you get to love being a lawyer again. Make sure to catch next week's episode of The Lawyerist Podcast by subscribing to the show in your favorite podcast app. And please leave a rating to help other people find our show. You can find the notes for today's episode on lawyerist.com slash podcast. The Lawyerist Podcast is produced with help from Lindsay Calhoun and edited by Paul Fisher. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you. Ooh.